Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the Without Context podcast. This is a fun episode, about a week and a half, maybe two weeks in the making. Uh, this episode isn't about a specific topic like we normally talk about. This one's actually kind of more of a creative endeavor that we undertook. Uh, about two weeks ago, I told everybody here to go to the public domain superhero wiki, find a superhero, try to modernize them, and we're going to put together like a budget Justice League out of public domain superheroes. I also had a friend of mine, uh, Kevin, uh, find a villain for them to go up against, so I will be detailing what he had sent me for them. So... Let's see. Uh, Charlie is not here uh, again. He got home to get to recording with us, but they have a bad storm, so completely out of his control that he can't be here with us today. But I'm also glad that he's feeling a little bit better from the last few weeks. So. Yep. Miss you, buddy. Miss you, buddy. We'll get him in on something else where he can tell us about it. Maybe uh, for a special other superhero episode we might record. So... One that's been talked about <laughs> since episode one. It's been it's been seven episodes in the making, but we might actually get an episode later this week where we talk about uh, Shang Chi, which really, is going to be awesome. I really have been talking about Shang Chi for like seven episodes. There's a lot to talk about, and I, it, by this point, I assume anybody who's watching our podcast might have already seen it, so it's definitely going to be like a big spoiler filled uh, conversation, but. There's a lot to talk about, and it is, is great. But that's for a later episode. So, we're going to start. Uh, I think I'll start us off today with mine. All right. So, a brief rundown of my character, Steel Fist. Uh, this was a okay. character made in uh, 1944, so the height of World War II, uh, where I assume most of these characters were made either pre-World War II or during the heyday of World War II where a bunch of superheroes started coming out. Um, Timothy Slade is his name and he was a highly patriotic in industrial plant worker. Uh, he had a brother who was a Marine who died in World War one of the battles of World War II. A group of Nazis uh, broke into the plant. He tried to stop them but outnumbered he was beaten up and they dipped his arm into a vault of molten steel he survived the injury uh but the molten hand was damaged and the spirit of lady liberty took pity on him and made it a steel hand that was completely like animatable like a normal hand uh it specifically says in his wiki article he has no other powers except for a hand made of steel <laughs> so other than that, he is he a was perfectly by mommy liberty. Yes, I'm yeah. gonna uh, make queen. I'm gonna make a modern D and D game with the spirit of Lady Liberty as one of the deities. <laughs> oh my god! Oh that's... my god! Oh god! American American D and D like golden age comics. <laughs> America Core D and D. America Core is a term I never want to hear again in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sounds horrifying. Yeah, it's Tim's right shit ever. Yeah, Tim's right hand was hard as steel. Uh, other than that, he is a perfectly normal human being. So what I would do to modernize this character is pretty much keep the same thing. He's an industrial plant worker and maybe for a more modern like tech industry. Uh, same thing happens. Uh, a bunch of saboteurs, not probably not Nazis, but just some saboteurs break in, uh, beat him up. He loses his hand, maybe from elbow down or something. And depending on who else we have in this, uh, that tech could go into giving him kind of more robotic hand. And aside from that, still pretty street level guy, but it could have some cool stuff to go with it. Uh, some little like gadgets in it and stuff like that. And aside from that, yeah, this character, it doesn't even like tell me. Okay. He's had five appearances. Uh, more than once, the artist accidentally drew the wrong hand as the steel one. <laughs> My god. The character didn't wear a mask in his first appearance, only a cowl. Uh, this guy's costume looked ridiculous. I'm going to put a picture of it up. Um, it's like 
bright yellow with blue like outside underwear and boots and a cape what it's, year is he from uh he first appearance was 1944 so mm. yeah i definitely make him down kind of a more uh, street level guy uh you know brother uh marine and all that definitely a little more relatable but definitely give him like a more high-tech style arm so that is a that is my entry into this discount justice league that's oh no my arm has been dipped in a vat of technology oh shit i'm saying like oh he lost his arm but it's like oh you know you tried to defend the plant so we have this experimental thing Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, could definitely I, be I like get what a, you're going at. I just yeah. that's just where my my brain went. Oh no! I'm in this. I'm look up this. So if I click oh, the link for Lady Liberty uh, on his Wikipedia page, it actually just takes me to a wiki page for the Statue of Liberty. So I guess the Statue of Liberty is his patron <laughs> in this. Whole it's, warlock, it's it's totally a warlock pack. This feels like a warlock. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that is a that is my entry. Uh, into this from. This. This reminds me of a character in 40k lore, um, because that's like my one of my favorite things. Uh, he he's what's called a Primarch, who's uh, like the originator of like the Space Marine Legions. Um, his name is Ferris Manus, which uh, I believe is just another language for Iron Hands. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he is in charge of the Iron Hands Legion. And his whole thing was like he got a disease that turned his hands into metal, and he's like the big, he's kind of like the armor of Space Marines, and he like makes swords and guns with his like bare hands and stuff like that. I and it just very it, much reminds me of that. I have to say it, uh, Riza did it better with Man with the Iron Fist. <laughs> That's true, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, and uh, also, uh, you notice that Haley doesn't have her video up. Uh, she's very sick today. <laughs> I'm sick as fuck, yo. Uh, <laughs> Podcasting from my couch. She's uh she's rallying to be with us today, uh, because of Charlie's. Greatly absence. appreciate it. Uh, but she's definitely filled I, with Dayquil right now. <laughs> I I I I basically feel like I shotgunned Dayquil and chased it with emergency. <laughs> so like, we have probably about ninety minutes before I have to like go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a ticking yeah. clock. We are a, and I wanted to talk well, about mine real bad, so here I am. Yeah, we're a uh, you. we're a well produced podcast here. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we're all adults with other things on our plates. Like right, well, let's go to uh, let's go to Deca. See who oh, the second boy. member of this uh great value uh, <laughs> Liberty Squad is. <laughs> great value. My Liberty superhero Squad. is also uh also originated in the nineteen forties. Um. Uh, just to give you a brief rundown about him, Her- Baron Baron Polowski was a Polish nobleman who, following the German invasion of his country, why did I say almost say Greece, uh, <laughs> became a one-man resistance fighter. He created two identities for himself, uh, one being Major Hertz, which is a spy uh, that he used to get deep undercover in the spot in the Nazis. It is M A J O R H U R T Z. That's what I was going to ask. How is it just he your face? Major like... worst. <laughs> and the second, and the the second identity is the is the hero identity. He goes by Hexman. Uh He just goes around and plops people with the bow. Just whoop, got you, buddy. So it's just a um, murderous Hawkeye. It's just yeah. Uh, and he had a signature red hood, and he shot Nazis with the bow. I guess there was somebody using uh, someone else using a longbow in World War Two, so it's fine, I guess. Yeah, you had the one, uh, the one Scottish guy who showed yeah. up at the Battle of D Day with his kilt and bagpipes on, and the Germans, I think, didn't shoot at him because they already thought he was like, crazy. So sounds about yeah, yeah. right. That's wild. He's the only one, I think, in World War II with a confirmed longbow kill. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. What a boss. But I also think he had his claymore with him when he, like, charged the beach, too. Like, this guy just was like, I'm just going I got, in. 
spread. Yep. I love it. Um, this guy has had a, um, an enemy uh, known as Crossbow. Um, Crossbow, I, I want, I'm going to set this mental picture for you before I actually send the image, and, but we're not going to use it for the podcast. So you're going to, those of you listening, you're going to have to use this. Uh, just use your brain. Um, picture a breastplate, right? And then it has uh, um, like a little, a little um, thing on the bottom, just a, a little decoration. We lost Alvin. On the, yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, technical no. difficulty. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone quick start playing elevator music. <laughs> but alright, continue Decus. He's still here, I just like we lost the video. Okay. Yeah. Um, so picture a, a dude in a breastplate with like um he has this little uh thing under underneath the breastplate. It's like a little just like a little cloth like decoration. Like a like a table runner or something. The table runner. The table runner. So first thing I could think of, but it's just nothing but swastikas. Oh god! Oh, for the love of God! His name is Crossbow. Yeah, I guess he shoots with a crossbow. I guess I do look like swastikas. Yes. Yeah. Question. Yes. Was he was fighting against the Nazis? Yes, he was fighting against. Then why the Nazis. is his? Then why is his loincloth? Because he was a spy. And uh, no, no, no. This, oh, this was, was what? this was the this was the enemy named Crossbow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I did not make that clear enough. That is his enemy. Was Crossbow? I'm, I'm on a lot of Dayquil. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> um, he also had he, this guy also had a full helmet that showed like the bottom of his chin, and he claimed to uh, he claimed to be a descendant of the Tectonic. Teutonic Knights. I only know so about that guy. them. I only oh, know what? about them because of a uh, last podcast on the left talked okay. about the Teutonic uh, people and everything, and it's like the whole like occult connection to the Nazis and what like mm. they believed about them. So it's like the only time I've ever heard that is in regards to bullshit. <laughs> so, yes, gross. It's uh, like the gonna... uh, people the Germans like originated from the Teutonic people. Mm-hmm. That man has just a big M on his cape. I'm like, I'm gonna yep. post this image here. And uh, yeah, Crossbow uh, looks ridiculous. They're in World War Crossbow. II and they're just shooting bows and arrows at each other. <laughs> Why does this look like it? Like you have this woman in the front who, like, honestly, killing it, slaying, yeah. looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You have this guy that's like obviously dying, and then you have these two guys that are out of like medieval times. Just <laughs> randomly there too. Like I'm so confused by the competing aesthetics of this photo. <laughs> the forties were a weird time like for superheroes. Um. So to modernize this, um, <laughs> yes, tell me. Step one: <laughs> less swastikas. No, no, no. Step one: like starts. Yes, less swastikas. But here's the thing: Nazis still exist. You could still punch Nazis. Can. They just don't have to be. Uh, I I wanted to keep that aesthetic. I just wanted to get him out of World War Two. Mm. Yeah. So in order to do that, um, I created basically a new character, uh, a new character just with this name. Um. So Hidalgo Alvarez is a Mexican American first generation child from immigrant parents from El from El Paso. Heck yeah. Um, you know, you live the system of like, you know, going to school. You're that one racist white teacher, kind of like it kind of gives you there shit. There we go. He's back. Got it. You know, you got that one. You got that one white teacher that kind of like pushes you a little too hard, maybe a little mm. more than normal. Mm. Alvin, back me up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can't you got those racist. <laughs> you got those racist white. <laughs> white students that kind of walk around and, you know, like their shit does stink for some reason in El Paso. Um, so life is hard for Hidalgo. Um, everywhere except for one place where he go in the archery class. That's right. He's an <laughs> archery student. 
What a badass. So you took this uh, World War II guy and made him a high school student? <laughs> yes. Well, he's not a high school student as a superhero. He's post-high school. but That's fair. Um, so one of his defining moments as a high schooler in an archery uh, class is he goes to the UIL tournament for archery that definitely exists. Don't look it up. It exists. Um. And he's, you know, doing his thing and doing doing all of that. And uh, he knows just by like looking, he knows that he should have won. But he was about a point off from from victory. And uh, his victory went to some white guy who, spoiler alert, ends up being the crossbow for here. Oh, no. A white man? No! <laughs> um, but he looks into it, he like goes to look into it and it it's like some deep it's like some deep cover conspiracy that he uncovers that goes into these other alt-right groups from that are starting like in high school trying to, you know, corrupt the youth as it were. And when he and when he and his superhero moment happens when he tries to go public with this information. And then they burned down his house. Like, oh, that kind of got extreme, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was, gonna, I was about to say, that tracks. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I don't want to have a burning cross, but, you know, burning house, same effect. Fair mm -hmm. enough. Um, and that's, that's Hidalgo Alvarez, the marksman. So a, a basic connection, because my guy's article had, like, no listed, like, supervillains. Like, he had no mentionable enemies at all i guess aside from nazis marksman had two enemy two uh enemies crossbow and i'm gonna fuck up this pronunciation Haley, you can help me out here uh frolian honk can you put that in the chat so i can look at it yes. i swear to god if this is blonde woman in the picture <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I want that to be oh okay, so it's Fräulein. Ooh. Oh. My 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 cousins in Germany are gonna roast me for this one. Oh. What's they call her Fräulein How? Okay. I, I want that to be Fräulein How, so let me hear. Oh. I will I will look it up on Google Translate. Sure. Okay. Uh, so, there's a bit of trivia that goes along with, with Marksman in that while this is this is a different character um apparently he inspired a character for um an elseworlds series in in dc comics nice i, uh, I that's one thing up. i noticed uh looking through a bunch of these uh superheroes is like a lot of them are definitely like the same archetype as a bunch of like existing heroes like one that uh is connects to the villain that kevin sent me uh, is just Catwoman, like it's just Catwoman. Oh my god! Like, even to the point of like heels, the full leather, the whip. And I was like, this is just Catwoman. I'm pretty sure Catwoman came out before her, but this is I just. Looked... I got the name, y'all. Okay. What is it? Her name is Fräulein Halunka. Halunka. Okay. Which translates to Miss Scoundrel in English. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh no! It's also funny because, like, according this is according to like my aunt and my cousins in Germany that like women, like modern day women in Germany, don't like being referred to as Fräulein because it's seen as sort of like a sexually derogatory word. Like how like when people are like, "All right, little miss," here that's the same thing if they're like, "Okay, Fräulein," and they're like, "That's stupid." So, Fräulein Halunke. And if you're asking, yes, I am projecting a little bit into this character. <laughs> hey, man, that's what, that's what the genre is <laughs> here for. It's just like, isn't that how, like, most comic book characters came into being? Where, like, people felt powerless in a situation, so they created... Yeah, it's just wanting to and, like, be a better version of you. and stuff. Yeah. Mine's not like that. <laughs> we already had the fan fiction episode, y'all. Go did. watch that one. It all ties together, though. It all ties together in this multiverse of this podcast. It all comes together. But, uh, <sighs> anything else uh, for that, Decca? Uh, fortunately, no. So we <laughs> have a, uh, we have an archer with a history of Nazis, and we have a guy with a techno arm 
with a history of Nazis. Alvin, <laughs> what do you bring to the table? Where do the Nazis oh. come in yours? Uh, well, my superhero is, um, her name is USA. That's her name. Okay. It's USA. Um, we don't know her real name, right? Oh, um, damn. But originally, she was a young girl from Philadelphia. She died in the year 1777 from an illness that she got while she was trying to deliver threads from the first American flag to her uncle, Sam, during a snowstorm. <laughs> they added um, the snowstorm there just for yes, the fucking... Exactly. Just the archetype. She got the small box. <laughs> she got the um, small box. She died, and her ghost dwelled over her grave site until 1941, when somebody oh, discovered World War II. <laughs> right? They discovered her locket and opened it, and somehow, some way, a girl sprung out of the locket as a young woman, uh, in a blue dress, carrying an American flag and the torch of liberty. So what you're saying is this is like Mitch McConnell's wet dream. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> now, um, she was called USA, the spirit of old glory, uh, otherwise known as like the spirit of the American flag. Um, her big enemies were just foreign spies and anyone who threatened the American way of life. Jesus so if Christ. you're not white people, she coming for you. Yeah, and that somehow our characters can still tie together if I wanted to go with <laughs> Lady Liberty gave my guy his arm. <laughs> oh my god, Alvin's is the patron! Hello. Oh my god. Oh my god. And we, and just to say, we didn't talk about our characters at all. Like, we all came into this episode blind to what everybody else well, picked. Sharky knows mine. Sharky knows mine because I originally wasn't going to be here, but I'm super stoked to be here. <laughs> But I didn't know yours until uh, today. True. Like two hours ago, yeah. We we also had to have like a metahuman somewhere. Oh, yeah. Just, had but... a dude, just has a dude who can shoot and a dude with a metal arm so far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so her big thing was like she was willing to show mercy to people who could like realize the error in their ways and was like allowed to redeem themselves. Otherwise, she just killed them. I <laughs> <laughs> also... I also so made that the, comment. The judge, the jury, and the executioner. Oh I made God, that comment stand. earlier too. Uh, a bunch of these heroes just killed people back in the day. <laughs> I'm like so a lot. Of, oh my God! It's just they didn't have a lot of villains because they were just killing them off, so they couldn't have long runs because <laughs> they just didn't have anybody else Batman, left to fight. Batman could never. Right? Yeah, Batman never. wishes he were one of these heroes. Uh, but basically, she had two like things. It was the Torch of Liberty and the American flag. Um, the Torch of Liberty just shot like laser beams out of it. Oh my God. Um, and then the flag was like Captain America's shield, but it was a flag um, where she could use it to deflect bullets and explosives. This bitch needs a nerf. Right? Um it says specifically on the wiki page, it says she didn't have any special abilities without the symbols of freedom, but she's a strong and skillful fighter even without them. And on one particularly memorable occasion, she was able to fight off several spies with nothing but her shoe. Oh my god. I want to be this bitch. And now the uh, question... How do you modernize this? All right. So there's two ways I was thinking about this, right? <laughs> Make her there's... not white people. Well, that was the first thing. It was like the one way is like what would the idealized like personification of like the United States would be like an actual like good representation of what the United States is, right? That's what, mm. you know, would be the best thing for our great value justice group. Um <laughs> But I was thinking we go the other way and make her uh, what America really is for oh, a God. lot of us. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So she's no longer a woman um, because women don't have rights in America. Um, <laughs> oh my God. She is a mid-40s uh, middle-aged man. 
who clearly is balding. Um, <laughs> he wields a uh, Miller High Life. <laughs> and the confederate flag oh, oh no, no. <laughs> oh, oh god <laughs> poor I Decca's like... character <laughs> I know right I, I like how your thought process on this whole thing went from time to find the most stereotypical Asian character I can find to let's make the most racist American I can find. Yeah. He saw Chatsui, he's like, never mind. Alvin woke I mean, up today and chose violence. Let's be honest, that that's what it, it seemed he would be balding, 100%. This sure. man um, regularly wears a wife beater. Um, it's probably yellowed with age. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but Obviously, for like an idealized version, for one that would actually fit in sort of like a thank God you're you know, not going with that one. An actual <laughs> superhero, honestly, it would make more sense to make it like sort of like a big melting pot of she she might come from you know a big mixed family where it's like you know her parents could be uh, like black and Latino and like their yeah, her other parent could be like asian and i don't know it could be half white it doesn't like it her origins is very much like what america idealized is which is uh, the big melting pot like growing up you know in social studies everybody's like america's a, the big melting pot and mm. i feel like that would represent it she could be you know she could grow up on like a native like reservation or something like that something where it's like it's very much the identity of the people who who live here not so much the people who have like taken over you know she has humble beginnings she has she grows up humble she has you know sort of like the normal tragedies of of like at your average american life you know maybe she loses a, a few family members to extraneous like circumstances like it could be illness it could be you know living in a city that's like not safe and stuff like that and you know i think still having like sort of the american iconography is, is really is really good like having like an american flag cape or something like that but like i don't know maybe just you just take sort of the symbology like the colors or like the stars and stripes and make it less like aggressively american um because, like, I still feel like having the, the Torch of Liberty is really important, especially since Torch of Liberty leads to the, you know, the uh, Statue of Liberty, which was, like, the first thing a bunch of immigrants saw when they first came to America and stuff like that. Having that symbology, I feel like, is would be really important to people who are immigrants, like my parents and, like, my family and stuff like that. So I think she doesn't really need, like so much as like a modernization to fit everything she can still say have like the same powers and iconography but like maybe her origins are different and her story is different yeah. she's not like a blonde hair blue-eyed white woman you know so lord knows we have enough of those <laughs> no kidding i'm gonna pull up but... the uh discord here real quick Haley. uh you were simping for one earlier what oh no I? No. Uh, oh, oh, are we talking about when I was saying that Natalie Dormer could spit an apple into my face and I would say thank you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of out yourself, I guess. Well, she was like, I, she, she was explaining, like, here's my character. And then it was like, she's, it was like, we brought, got on the topic of Natalie Dormer. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it's something for her. That's fair. It's Natalie Dormer. And she's like, she could spit that apple on me and I'd thank her. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, that's a mood. So I am a I am a straight woman, but Natalie Dormer could stab me in the throat, and with my <laughs> dying gurgles, I would say, "Thank you." Another, please. Another one. <laughs> mommy, sorry, mommy. Mommy, sorry. Oh my mommy, god. Sorry. Oh my god, the fit that this woman is rocking. I'm just saying, like, I think it's good. She's got the blue jumpsuit. Let's go, dude. She doesn't uh, even have like a flagpole. It's just straight up the flag. Just oh, yep. It's, it's oh, just going around her middle finger, which I think is very telling. 
in and of itself. The little like flagpole loop is through her middle finger. Mm. That is like I'm the most so... generic like character design though I think I've seen. Truly, absolutely. Oh, just wait till mine. I know. Yours is actually what? hilarious for a bunch That's of different my reasons. That's my love character. It. USA. I love it, I love it um, Sky. We can go yeah. either way with, with her modernization, so when you were I describing leave it up to her, the viewers. When you were describing her like original comic origins and stuff, and it's like they've like opened the locket and all that, I was about to think is like, is this the equivalent of like a stand from JoJo? Did somebody get like <laughs> a patriotic version of a stand? <laughs> but uh Oh, all these character designs suck. <laughs> so, but uh, all right, Haley, show us, okay. tell us the wonder of yours. Okay, I have a word document that I will read to you from. So my hero's name is Linda. Her real name is Linda. She's from Space Adventures number eight, created by someone named John Belfi and Frank Froyo. Originally published in 1953. Um reading her character description it is entirely minus two sentences about these guys named hugh mason and peter fresno and they're like adventures in space uh she's finally mentioned in the final paragraph of her own character description where she appears with hugh uh to defeat his buddy peter and to quote this is all the information i have on her quote three years later hugh returns with linda to defeat peter fresno it is not stated what relationship she has with Hugh, end quote. And that's it. Homegirl is not even the star of her own character description. <laughs> and the comic panel that they chose um, to profile our sweet baby Linda shows her in like a low cut sort of red dress, with like a cute chunky black belt to accentuate her waist and like the victory curls type hairstyle. And she's asking Hugh, who I assume is Hugh, this like basic crusty ass white dude saying like, do you think this machine will work Hugh? And from what I can tell, he yells at her for this, <laughs> which uh, I think Sharky has the image that he could share to you guys in the chat. Uh, Cause we, uh, we love Linda. We adore yeah. her. <laughs> Bring it back up real quick. Uh, but to but to modernize her, I think I would just change her hair to Lindsay and give her, like, an ombre balayage haircut, like a hairstyle, like give her a dye job, maybe update her outfit a tiny bit. But that's it. Um, everything else about her is perfect. I love her to death. She just falls in with this, like, dude. And it's just like, do you think this machine will work you? And then he's like, Linda, this machine will cut off any power source on Earth. Fresno's robots will be shattered the moment I activate this switch. And I'm like, all right, dude. She was just asking you a clarifying question. I, I'm like trying to, I'm like kind of reading between the lines here, but I feel like there's definitely like, you stupid bitch, like at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, my headcanon, my headcanon for her is that the only reason she's gotten involved in like the great value liberty team or whatever <laughs> was that she was on a tinder date gone wrong with hugh and that's how she got introduced to like super people she was like on a tinder date with this guy hugh and he like totally catfished her and was just like a super dickhead and she can help her team uh because she has like a good social media presence because she's probably like known on tiktok as like hi i'm Lindsay, and i have the worst tinder dates ever <laughs> so she has like a big social media presence she's and... like their pr person yeah yeah we were saying she's like iron man one pepper pots mm. where like she's definitely worth the phone call in avengers one but she's not quite iron man three pepper pots where she gets to have like agency and superpowers um so yeah, she's basically the PR team. She she regales the other members of the Liberty Squad with her like shitty Tinder dates. And uh, her main thing that she could do is just kind of be like the snarky sidekick that's like, oh my God, like just roasts whoever they're fighting. So if the villain's got like a dumb suit, she's like, oh my God, 1994 call and they want their <laughs> stupid jeans back. Oh my God, I love her. She's easily the most valuable member, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> Gotta have a morale boost. So because knowing, I, knowing like me, bad USA, she, mm -hmm. he needs all the help she he can get. 
What, I, what drew me to Linda, because I looked for a really long time, because so I was like, what kind of female superheroes existed during this time period? And I got to where there was someone just Linda, and I was like, oh my god, what's her story? And the fact that she has two sentences in her own character description, like, I will send y'all the PDF for it, like, literally the rest of it, like, paragraph one of Linda's own character description starts with Hugh Mason arrives on Mars with Peter Fresno. And then it talks about them for one, two, for like two paragraphs. And then finally she gets two sentences in the final paragraph. But then it still ends with like, Hugh defeats Peter by setting off an explosion. And like, she's never mentioned in her own description again. And I was like, I resonate with this. (laughs) I like, I like the idea that, uh, that Linda is from like, I don't know, fifty or some odd years in the in the near future, where stuff like this is regular, and somehow she comes back, and that's how she joins. That's how she joins this ragtag group, and like the stuff that happens here is like, you know, she it it's it's super it's super seeming to us because she's from the future, and it like happens everywhere. <laughs> you know, like if you showed someone from the fourteen hundreds a light switch, they would like have a heart attack on the spot They'd burn you at the stake <laughs> no i love linda slash Lindsay because i feel like no like no people in their 20s are named linda anymore Correct. so i would just change her name to Lindsay with an a because she'd be like totally pretentious about it and her name is Lindsay um, with an a i'm Lindsay. that's l-i-n-d-s-a wait Decker, do we know a Lindsay with an a I think yes. we do. <laughs> Sorry to Sharky and Decca's friend Lindsay with an A. I also have a friend Lindsay with an A. That is not like a call out to Lindsay's with A's. Uh, it's just how my Linda Lindsay would be. Yeah, if mine and Decca's oh, yeah, friend name is Linda Lindsay or Lindsay Linda. Oh my god. If mine and Decca's friend Lindsay is watching this, we're sorry, Gwen. No, we're not. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think her name is like Lin- Lindsay Linda, and then it's like another L, like surname. Just for alliteration. Yeah, exactly. When I, when I read the article, it was just Linda. And then under the personal information, real name, Linda. Like, not even a last name. Just... Gold don't even have a last name. <laughs> and I'm it reminds like, me uh... of Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco, no last name given. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, she's right, because the entire description of Linda is the backstory for the comic. And then she just shows up. Like... <laughs> Damn it. And then she gets yelled at for asking a clarifying question. And, like, it's not even, like, we don't know, like, what she's doing here. It's just her relationship to Hugh is not specified. And I'm like, who (laughs) is this Hugh guy? And why is he, like, regarding her own character description? (laughs) And she is, for for clarification, just because robots, there have been, there have been, uh, comics out there with robot Nazis. This character has nothing to do with World War II, right? No, uh, uh, I don't think so. They're I looked about, up like, uh, going to Mars. Yeah, I looked up Hugh and Peter Fresno, and it's a uh, Peter Fresno is on Mars with an army of robots, and he's trying to stop him. That's at least what I got out of the backstory. <laughs> and then there's Linda. But then Linda's there. We asking whether asking whether or not the end game plan will work and then getting yelled at for asking. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, I don't know if that's like a singularly like like femme presenting experience, but I cannot tell you how many times I've just asked like a clarifying question or like a reassuring question and then just been like, shut up, you idiot. <laughs> like, I'm sorry for just wanting to clarify. And well, yeah, with you. Uh, yeah. This was a 53, so this was like well into where everything started becoming sci-fi, not wartime gotcha. uh, comics. Like this was like, I think it was like the mid 50s is where like the sci-fi comics started taking off. But if we wanted to put Linda in the context of World War II, I <laughs> feel like she would be the type of person who was working in the like the bullet making factory and had the idea of like, what if we took these extra bullet casings and made them into like really cute lipstick tubes? And then she built like a beauty empire after she breaks up with Hugh after they go to Mars or whatever. That could be the that could be the theme. She, could gets, be like... she gets like dust. She gets Mars dust and makes like the most poppin' mm. lipstick shades. <laughs> 
<laughs> she she like patents the Mars like rust red color for her. Oh my like, god, Linda makeup. is the original beauty guru. <laughs> oh dude, this could just be this could just be like Wolfenstein aesthetic where it's like modern day but World War II like never ended. Oh, so it's yeah. like Nazis are still all around and now they're on Mars. And all Come this get other your stuff. bullet lipstick by Linda. That's how she funds our great value <gasps> justice group. With her makeup <laughs> empire. Exactly. And she and runs Hugh, PR. Hugh's like a big tech guy, so that's where my guy gets his robotic arm. And like he makes the shield for her album. I like the character. idea. I like the idea that she's like, Come get your lipstick casing, lipstick, and she just like she's like on a hit somewhere and she just goes and it, like, just fires a bullet. <laughs> Wrong one. Linda so accidentally makes a kill by just like bitch slapping somebody really hard, and they just like I don't know. She just is like, "You, we're supposed to." Am I in the club now that I've killed somebody and called? <laughs> yes, welcome aboard. Welcome so, to club kill. All right, barring Charlie's entry, which we'll have to get at a later, a later day, maybe a brief segment for the Saint Chi episode where Charlie can explain. Who he picked? Because I'm curious to see who uh, he would have gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's I wonder go if it's to another World War II character. It, it might be. I think a lot of these public domain are from that time frame. It's just the companies that went like under, a... so nobody did the copyright like renewal and stuff like that. Because if these companies don't exist, then they can't, you know, say like, "Hey, mm-hmm. this character is owned by this company." That makes sense. Uh, a lot of like smaller comic companies though were like absorbed into like what would become DC Comics and stuff like that, which is why you see like Captain Marvel. I think for DC is on here as like a public domain character, but it's that ver- that publisher's version of that character is, I guess, mm. the like public domain one. But it's the same character in DC, just with their way. So like. It's weird when companies like absorb other companies like that. But uh Kevin found us a villain. Oh and boy. boy oh howdy. Oh boy. <laughs> does it tie in perfectly with everyone who hasn't said anything about each it, other yet? It kind of does. Because it's another World War Two it's relates to World War Two <laughs> and Nazis, but they're not a Nazi. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna say before I read Kevin's, I also found one that it's like the villain is actually so fucking cool. I don't know how nobody's ever used it again. And if I were to write a comic, I would definitely pull that villain in as the villain of the comics because it was like the only good villain I found on this entire fucking wiki. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so Kevin chose for their first villain for these four heroes and Linda. To go against. Oh, what the fuck? Sorry, that, that was my. Is that a fire alarm? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I unmuted so I could be like, and Linda, and I forgot that I had like a whole S thermometer in my mouth. Continue. <laughs> Kevin chose their first villain to be Whiffy. Oh no! Uh, what is a Whiffy? So I'm gonna read the description of the original one and then read what Kevin sent me, and then kind of add my own stuff into it. Uh, Charles Villian, nicknamed Whiffy, was a ruthless gangster with a penance for dressing in full drag. Whiffy oh my also god, wore, love him. Whiffy also wore way too much perfume, a fact graphically indicated by wavy stink lines that emanated from his massive body. Okay, we um, hate him. Whiffy's uh, prim, sour mannerisms gave him an air of a stereotypical gay villain, and he was revealed to be a convincing crossdresser who used his extensive wardrobe to pull off a con. He was a smuggler of stolen European art. I'm going to not finish reading. I'm going to actually skip down to some of the notes here on this page. Surprisingly, nobody had a problem with a crossdressing and probably gay character. They were actually more upset about the quote-unquote skipping outfits that the heroine of the comic wore despite the fact that oh she wore God. a full body suit and not a skimpy <laughs> outfit. So that was a, that was an interesting thing. Uh, however, the trope gained some nuance when it was explained that he had been a member of the French resistance during world war two and that disguising himself as a woman had enabled him to escape the Nazis. So there's a lot of nuance here. Yeah. So what Kevin sent me, as he 
how he would change it. Uh, this would basically Whiffy would basically be a kin, uh, kingpin type. Uh, he has hand. They have hands in all the criminal organizations. They're certainly older now. Uh, he also puts that they could be either a guy or a girl. I guess to go with the cross dressing. We stand uh, a non-binary monarch. And that's yeah. a. I'm gonna get to that too. Uh, the grip is far reaching. They tend to stay uh, to their own affairs, but have help you if you attempt to knock over one of their operations. They've fully killed other super teams before, and you don't want to be on their radar. Uh, Wiffy uh, was a name that he got in their youth, uh, meant to demean them, but they kept it. And I would add on to this to say, let's make them non-binary. Let's not decide if it's a guy or a girl. And that's what makes them harder to find. It's Just like the you don't know. androgyny. Yeah, you don't know. Thought. You can have them dressed as a guy on a day. You have them dressed as a female on a day. And it's like, you don't know who you're looking for. Like, that's the thing. They could have this air of, who is this Everywhere. person? I could be no one. Like does, the hiding does place, Wiffy, right? do they still have, like, the issue with wearing a ton of perfume? In the modernization? I'm not sure. I think that's, a, like, just a little thing. Because I would if say it was... Probably not. Okay, if it were, though, that could tie in Linda really easily, because she has it her could. beauty empire, as we know. And and Withy could have like a big beauty empire, and then could see uh, Linda slash Lindsay and the Great Value Liberty teams <laughs> uh, beauty guru endeavors as a financial competitor. <laughs> you guys ready to see a picture? And then be like, let's put out a hit on Linda. <laughs> you guys ready to see a picture? I'm posting it in the chat. Yeah. Yes. There, that's Withy. What? A queen. <laughs> I have no. That's okay, this was considered skimpy. No, the main heroine of the comic was considered oh, to have a right, 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 right. skimpy right, right, outfit, right. which I'm actually going to bring up and tell me how. Uh, this is probably just great. because the '40s were were crazy. This is the quote unquote skimpy outfit fashion. that the hero wore. So she's Batgirl. She's actually just Miss Catwoman, Fury. like. If you, just cat period. Yeah, like her whole thing is a. Uh, it gets very racist. <laughs> I found that oh, out reading this. Oh no! Uh, because she has a uh, a friend. Okay, never mind. It was just. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, oh no, he was. He was very. Uh, it was very racist. Um, <laughs> oh, no. She had a friend and assistant. That's pretty much an Alfred uh, named Albino Joe. Oh no. He was a Harvard educated loincloth wearing albino Indian in the Brazilian jungle who later resurfaced as a pipe smoking criminologist in a well tailored suit. He became a white man. Okay, first of all, also calling them albino Joe has some tie ins to. Was that. Well, I think the character's name was Jim in uh, Tom Sawyer. Or Huckleberry Finn. I think it was Huck Finn, where it was like N-word Jim. So I think they were probably inspired only, by I, that character oh, from Huck. I only know that because of the Family Guy joke. <laughs> I read that unabridged. My God rest her soul, but my grandmother got me the unabridged Huckleberry Finn when I was in like middle school. Because she's like, you need to read the real version of this book. And I was like, um... There's a lot of the N-word in here, Mama. And she's like, yeah, the original text. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel about your tone. Uh, yeah, I just know that joke from Family Guy. Because he's like, can you pass me that N-word, Joe? <laughs> it's like, yes, I can, oh, Peter. No. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Wiffy, though. But I think Wiffy, the comic that they're from, uh, Miss Fury, uh, actually seems to be very progressive for 1940 her um, fascinator slaps it was the uh miss Fury was has been identified as the first female created superhero and uh first female superhero created and drawn by a woman cartoonist love that that's why she looks so fierce uh trina robbins page cannot be found okay but yeah she's a uh, Miss Fury is just showing it's Catwoman. It's just Catwoman. 
skilled athlete, acrobat, climber, fighter. She's also a smart amateur detective and very wealthy. Panther suit was supposedly enhanced by a witch doctor and has claws, and sometimes she uses the spiked heels on her costume as well as a whip. Oof, the the, the witch doctor bit. Woof. Yeah. yeah. That's a little rough. Yes, uh, so Kevin chose us Whiffy, a uh, crime kingpin. So, very shrewd. Get over that stance. It's a powerful stance. In Whiffy, we the trust. outfit kills though. Like the fascinator, the the dress fits really well. I think the shoe could go up a size. Like you can see <laughs> their toes a little bit in that front shoe, and that's just like a. <laughs> uh, for any of the any of our listeners, if you ever have a pair of uncomfortable shoes. Buy them a size bigger, and then you can have extra padding in there. And if your feet swell, you won't feel as uncomfy in your shoes, uh, yep. which I think Whiffy would uh, benefit from. But uh, yeah, it's just a guy with a robo arm, Linda, uh, a patriot with a flag shield, and a guy with a bow and arrow in a modern World War II influence setting against Nazis. I love it. Sounds like a what? good terrifying. I can't wait to see what Charlie brings. Do we want to talk about what one major action each of our heroes, which I use the term hero loosely when it comes to Linda, <laughs> would do in order to fight against Whiffy? Sure. Uh, I, I'll go first, thanks. I've put a lot of thought into this in the past like two minutes. <laughs> uh, I feel like because Whiffy, you said there's like a kingpin type and has, I'm sure, a lot of business endeavors, despite me not really knowing who kingpin is. It's um, a, yeah, it's just a Marvel character, Spider-Man villain. It's basically the same thing. It's they have their hand in a lot of criminal dealings. Uh, a lot of organizations are run by them, even if it's not like in name. He, they have control over them. Oh, okay. So they're like the, I'm gonna say the boss of the underworld. Yeah, Wiffy probably has their hands in some beauty guru-ish. And as a small creator and like probably has a couple million followers on TikTok, beauty blogger or whatever, Linda using those profits to fund this super team would probably be upset upsetting to Wiffy. So Linda would use her TikTok clout to be like Make sure you support a small local business as opposed to these big box companies where you don't know what goes in their products. Are these things even vegan or ethically sourced? And like hers aren't vegan or ethically sourced either. (laughs) (laughs) Just like ours, we have to ethically source from Mars. (laughs) So she would just start a PR smear campaign. Amazing. What a weird team. I I really wonder what Charlie's going to bring to the table here. Um, I think it's definitely I, like right now we are like purely street level heroes. Yeah. There's something <laughs> wrong with a street level super team, though. We're just beating up neo Nazis in the streets. Like, yeah, I I'd watch that. I'd read that comic <laughs> run. But uh, uh, maybe uh, Wiffy is like also trying to uh get the neo Nazis out, and we're just disrupting the whole plan because we're beating up the neo Nazis before they can get to them. Wiffy's <laughs> video up the neo Nazis before we can. <laughs> I actually like that idea. It's like a it's like a uh friendly friendly competition between the two the two groups. Or it's like it's like a friendly rivalry that, that gets tense a little bit there yeah. because they forget what the competition's really about. It's about punching a Nazi. I do uh think uh Charles, a Wiffy's name Charles could easily be changed to Charlie because that is easily a like unisex name. So it just keeps adding that it never gets revealed. Like, are they a man or a woman? Like the entire time, it's like you don't know who you don't know who you're up against. Always someone different. Mm -hmm. And they said that they're good at disguises, so it's like they could just be like this always present like force and everything they would just never know what a weird avengers team we've made i love it i I just love the uh like very beginner vibes we have it's like what's that one uh the defenders really the defenders 
yeah we're but, like bootleg defenders yeah it's great iron fist steel fist <laughs> it's like we have hawkeye like a budget not super powered captain america Oh, uh, Linda. And Linda and Linda, the pepper pots, the pepper pots, the backers. They pay the hospital bills when we end up in. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because we don't have the technology for great healing tech. It's like we take it down and it just cuts like everybody sitting on a couch, like ice packs on. <laughs> just like this is awesome. bag of frozen peas. <laughs> it's just Linda there, like and Linda starting a GoFundMe. Because <laughs> we're not super powered, no advanced healing, no durability. So it's just we get our shit kicked as much as we kick their asses. <laughs> oh man, this sounds more and more like like kick ass. Oh, it does. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to get a lot of these like public domain superheroes, like some of the better ones, together into like a project and something and post it because I can use all these characters. Public domain's great, but like Linda. Um, but it's just like there are so many good heroes, like scattered into all the copycats and the nonsense. That I think you could actually could make like a budget, like Justice League team <laughs> with enough of them. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like Sharky. I'm gonna end up making Linda of my D and D character in your new game. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if we ever Somehow play the, Ameri- the, the America life domain Corps. cleric that I'm building. America Core. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, the America Core DNT game. I'd like to make, uh, I'd like to throw in my hat for a big bad evil guy, the bad USA. Bad <laughs> USA guy. <laughs> some pissed off guy from like Georgia. Just some guy, yeah. <laughs> The, the the Miller highlight is what killed me <laughs> when you suggested it. I didn't uh, choose the Miller high life. The Miller high Miller life chose, chose me. me. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was a fun episode. I like doing the like, uh, this is a nice little like exercise. creative things. Yeah, it's like a little mental. It's like taking something dumb and trying to salvage it. I'm a we blanket apology job. if anything I said was completely bad shit. I have a hundred and two degree fever. Oh <laughs> it's my fine. god! Yeah, if any, if any, if anyone comments on this video that they have an extensive knowledge of discontinued, forgotten comic book heroes, feel free to correct Be our us. friend. <laughs> Be our friend. Put them in the comments. Exist. So, but uh, yeah. So we'll get Charlie's uh, some point in the future. Um. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, we're still trying to figure out schedules and all that, so you may get an extra episode next week uh, in addition to our usual Friday upload. But we'll see how things go, how everybody's power is, and how conscious Haley is at the time. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just do, I'll lather, rinse, and repeat, man. Shotguns and Dayquil, chase it with some emergency. I'm good for 90 minutes. <laughs> so, well, hopefully, I'll get you 90 guys... minutes. Yeah, we'll hopefully have uh, two episodes for you all uh, next week. And it'll be fun, because I really do want to talk about Shang-Chi. And I know Alvin is dying to talk about it. (laughs) But I do want us uh, all to be here, everybody who's seen it, and have the energy to talk about it. But uh, thank you all for joining us on this episode. I hope you all enjoyed this little creative uh, experiment that we had done. Uh, Go to the public domain superhero wiki uh find a superhero tell us in the comments if there's one that you like that you would modernize to expand this uh diet justice league that we have here <laughs> and uh add up to the to the list of the team i would definitely love to see everybody else's takes on things yeah absolutely give me your best worst, your worst. Superhero. give me your worst too yeah, <laughs> give us your worst. Give us your best. Give us just one that catches your eye. We'd love give to hear. You're tired. You're poor. You're sleep. Never mind. <laughs> give and, uh, Linda another shitty Tinder date. This World War II modern day aesthetic. It's actually kind of cool in my head if I think about it. It's definitely like 
Fallout if Fallout didn't blow up by nukes. <laughs> so very true. But uh, I guess that will Thanks be it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the YouTube. Follow on the Spotify. This episode's gonna be weird for the people on Spotify, considering we had camera issues. <laughs> but uh, like, holy shit, the camera's not working. Wait a minute, they use yeah, cameras. they're gonna be like the camera's not working, and you're just gonna hear that on the Spotify. Uh, MP3, but oh, well. whatever. So we'll see you guys uh next week, and as always, stay safe and hope you all enjoyed. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.